When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. 12-7. 12-7. Al Michaels almost retired after 12-9. And then he came to Chicago and saw 12-7. First in pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. Subscribe, rate, review. I got to watch what? They're two and four, 17 minus six. I got to watch 11 more games of this crap ass team, Pony. You only have to watch them once. You only have to watch them next Monday night against New England. I got I to gotta watch 11 more of these games, man. Yeah, Danny, I don't know if you missed the memo or somehow are blanking on it. My team scored three points last week and lost by five touchdowns. So let's That's not true. make it out like. I'm in some uh, fantasy land over here where everything's uh, sunshine and rainbows. No, Saints and Cardinals, you're on deck. Can you top it? Can you go lower? 12-9, 12-7, that's going to be the Thursday night game next week. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was a, the sports books had to get murdered tonight because the under was the most popular bet. Everybody was doing it. Everyone I was on it. Last week, yep, and it was so super easy. Uh, your Bears, Danny, inside the 10-yard line three times, come away with zero points. Uh, I mean, from your perspective, how much of this is on fields? Overall, I mean, he, obviously, he obviously has to wear some of it. But, dude, these guys can't catch and they can't block. And after the game, he... And we kind of thought that going into the season. Awful receivers, one of the worst lines in football. And it's playing out exactly as we predicted. Right. So what happens with the quarterback when that's well, what everybody it, thought would happen? It, it all it all depends on if Ryan Poles has patience and if he wants to give another year to fields with resources. Like, that's going it's, to... It's the single biggest question now. Like, does he want to give him the second year, presumably if Luke Getzey stays in the system, use a lot of the $100 million in cap space on offense, use what is definitely going to be a top 10 pick on a tackle or a receiver, and really try to build this thing out. I love Darnell Mooney. We sang a parody song on the show today, uh, and it was uh, to Gin and Juice, Justin and Fluce, with my mind on my Mooney and my Mooney on my mind. And he can't catch the goddamn ball. And balls are going off dudes' helmets. Like he field said he's hurt after the game because he's getting killed out there. Like it's just you you worry that this is gonna break him. Right. That's what I'm thinking about. That you worry that it's gonna break him, and then they're gonna have the sixth pick in the draft. 
and take the kid from Kentucky so he's their guy and Fields will have never been given a fair shot. Like, that's what you worry about. So, like, how much of this is on him? He's obviously not playing well. He takes too many sacks. He He's running is amazing, but he should honestly probably do it more based if on how – If the season t- ended today and they had a top five pick, would you tell him to take a quarterback? Uh, No. No. Okay. No, but I would understand why they would. You know, like I, I think, I think that the the running, the deep ball, and the lack of resources around him, and in general, the like poise, leadership, intangibles, charisma, swag, like that X factor. Mm-hmm. I think he has that. So I think he's still worth investing in. But I mean, it's teetering. Like you know what I mean? It, it give you give you eleven more games like this, and, and, and or eleven more games, and nine of them are like this. They're gonna move on from them because the pressure will just be too high for them too. You know how it is. It happens. But if Daniel Jones can get four years, Justin Fields should get three. And this is always gonna be a problem with Thursday night football because they have to balance it out so every team does it. We're never gonna get. All of, you know, they're never going to be able to uh, flex games into this spot or ask a team to do it two or three times. Right. So this is just what you live with. Hey, Bezos, you paid all this money to get it on this exclusive package. This is Al Michaels. You left Sunday Night Football or however that worked out. This is just this is what it's always going to be. There's after two games like this, the Friday morning reaction is always, "How do you fix Friday Night Football?" You fucking don't. This is what we have to put up with and tolerate a few times a year on on Thursday night football. It just so happens that it's happened in back-to-back weeks, Danny. Did you call him Bezos? Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, it's yeah, Bezos. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's okay. Do you think if you're an honest Commander fan, you're mad that you won? I think I'm mad that not only did they win, but – Rivera didn't go to another quarterback after he criticized Wentz earlier in the week. Under 100 yards, he was not good in the first half. There was an opportunity for Heineke to come in the game. Uh, what's his Howell didn't dress. Yeah. So it was going to be Heineke. But, yeah, I think Wentz has got to be on borrowed time. He's really flatlined since those first two games. 240 combined passing yards is a hard thing to do. <laughs> in an NFL game in 2022. Like that is a that is a legitimate accomplishment. Yeah, I I, I did a DC radio spot and they oh. like B- Brian Mitchell was like, "Oh, so it would be bad if we lost to the Bears." And I was like, "Yeah, but you want to lose. Like you're you're one in four heading into the game. Everyone else in your division already has four yep. wins. Your season is over. Like you what are you talking about? If you, you said to- that to the great Brian Mitchell right to his face? Yeah, I mean, you know, through the phone. Uh, but, but did yeah, you felt like, like you went, won the argument. Did you feel like you schooled him a little bit? I did. I did win <laughs> the argument and they, they loved it. They admitted it. They opened up the phones when it was over. They're like, is Danny Parkins right? Do we need to be rooting for losses to get rid of Carson Wentz? I'm like, yeah, yeah of course yeah. You, you, you have Carson Wentz. Uh, all right, let's, let's get to the, let's get to the games. Mr. Mr. Bezos bills, chiefs game of the year, the rematch. Bills right now, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite is the right team favored. Uh, No, I don't think it is. Wow. Sucking up to our number one listener, Nick Wright. Do you agree with me? I disagree with you. 
Why? I think that the eye test of the 53-man roster tells us that Buffalo's better. We saw what happened in the regular season last year where Buffalo kicked the snot out of them. We know that this game means more to Buffalo for that reason, right? Like they they need to believe that they can beat the Chiefs in January and beating them in Arrowhead would, in theory, go a long way to solidifying that. So I think the game is just inherently bigger for Buffalo. A day of shorter rest, right? Chiefs played on, on Monday night. And I trust the Bills defense a smidge more then I trust the Chiefs defense. I don't think it should be the full three, but I think the line is right. Well, I do think that the Chiefs being an underdog here is a motivating factor for them now. And I think that Reed and, and Mahomes will definitely carry that around. And as far as like who's out to prove more, I would have said originally Buffalo, but I think the fact that Kansas City is going to feel disrespected, I think evens the scales there. Uh, I, I don't... I think too much is being made of the way the Chiefs, or excuse me, the way the Bills played against the Steelers. Because for me, even though even though Buffalo went to Baltimore and won the game, I think the way they played that game, if that was the last impression they had made, I think they would have left a bad taste in America's mouth and they would have been an underdog in this game. Like the idea that the Bills offense cannot be stopped is just not true. Because it pretty much happened in that Ravens game. Can the Chiefs stop it? Well, the Ravens' defense is dead last against the pass. So, yes. But I, I think they can. Don't, don't you no, stop so? is a relative term. Of stop course. is a relative of term. Stop them enough for the Chiefs' offense to win the game? Fuck yeah, they can. And yes. I think the Bills' offense stops itself sometimes. I mean, they, they do. And Allen's got four interceptions. This year, Mahomes only has two, right? I mean, obviously, both good numbers. They're they're unbelievable players. But, yeah, man, I mean, I took over 53 and a half at the open. What's the total now as we sit here? That's a good question. My guess is it's only gone up given the fact that how both of these 54, says Spencer. I figured that with both teams coming off of 30-plus point performances. Um. Oh, back down to 53 and a half, juice to the over. Yeah, so I thought I thought that I was definitely going to get some some line value on that. I thought this game might go off its 50. The Bills have never stopped Kelsey. Right. Uh, and I can't believe you're going against your rule, which is never bet against Patrick Mahomes when the guy's at home. Yeah, I mean, I listen, and the guy is undefeated against the spread as an underdog. So I am... And 6-2 straight up. Yeah, I, I think that... By the way, I mean, I'm... Not saying necessarily that the Bills are the bet. Like I, I think I think it's a great game. I think it's a toss-up. I will not have a bet on the side in this game. But do I think that the Bills deserve to be the favorite? Yeah, I do. And the market's not moving it. Like it's been three or two and a half. It's not like it's crashed to a pick'em mm-hmm. or anything like that. The the market seems to think that that it's the right price. I can't believe that we get both of these games in this week. I can't believe that we get Chiefs Bills and Cowboys Eagles. That is an incredible run. Well, yes, the Cowboys Eagles thing though, when the schedule came out, just looked like it was one of those 
games that got thrown in prime time because the Cowboys always get those kinds of games. And then this Cooper Rush fairy tale ride that we've been on yeah. has gotten us to the point where now Troy Aikman is even saying, if the Cowboys win this game, you can't bench him. It's it is so nonsensical to me. So now call into his show on the ticket and tell him <laughs> that, Danny. That's your next assignment. You've already ripped one Pro Bowler. Let's do a Hall of Famer next. That's not a problem. I'll <laughs> I'll I'll rip anyone and with logic, man. Come on, Cooper Rush had a hundred passing yards. A hundred passing yards. Hundred and two. Don't shortchange him those two yards. All right, fine. He can can he play well? in a win and pass the ball I he's not turning it over yeah right like he's not he is the definition of a backup quarterback don't be the reason you lose the game you're probably not going to be the reason you win the game and if you've got a good supporting cast around you you can survive in short stretches I love the Eagles in this spot I think the Eagles are going to abs I think it's a 14 point win for the Eagles I think it is a comfortable Philly win. Yeah, the Cowboys haven't um, given up more than 17 points since Rush went in, and I think they will in this game. I think they're going to need a run on. Yeah, I think so too. But I also would say this. I do think this game, as a Cowboys fan, would make me feel like, well, we lose this game by by 10 points. It's it, It's at the link in prime time. We get Dak back. And we'll see you again in Dallas. And maybe we'll see you guys again in the playoffs. That's how I would look at it. And I honestly think that's a fair way, given what the Cowboys have done over the last month, to look at this game. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's an awesome game because the pressure's on the home team. And I want to see Jalen Hurts against that pass rush. It's not an awesome game because it feels like a fair fight. You know what? I, I want to see these teams rematch with, with Dak. But like, I think Dallas has closed the gap based on what we thought of these two teams at the beginning of the season is what I'm saying. I, I, D- Dallas is better than we thought they were. And Philly is... As, as advertised. Good, yeah, is, is as good as everybody else hyped them up to be. And you and I were a little skeptical of the hype. And it's... The, the public seems to be right on them. Like, opposite. why can't your guy, why can't Fields be Hurts? Can you answer me that question? I The hope is that he is next year. That's but How did we flip it where now a guy that was a second-round pick who got benched in college is like the platonic ideal for Justin Fields? But it is. Dude, I mean, the most optimistic Bears fans say it's still Josh Allen because of what Josh Allen's numbers were uh, in year one and year two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Dude, Josh Allen completed like 52% of his passes in year two. No, I'm aware. So I'm just saying. Like that's the, the, the hope is he struggled. But I, my point to that is always like, yeah, it's possible. But that guy was a piece of clay that needed to be molded coming out of Wyoming. Yeah. Justin Fields played for Ryan Day in the Big Ten and was the back-to-back Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Like, He's supposed to be more of a finished product than than what Josh Allen was. And he ain't that. So this is interesting to guys like us. How about Fox decided earlier in the week to move the Jets Packers to their number one game because of how bad the Steelers looked 
against the Bills last week and how good the Jets have looked the last two weeks that now most people listening to this are going to get Jets Packers on Sunday. Do you think by four o'clock it'll it will have been worth it, Danny, that the Jets will go into Green Bay and either give them a game like the Patriots did or they'll become the second New York team to beat Green Bay this season? Uh, I think it's worth it for the move because I think it's a really compelling game. I mean, is this, I know it's an AFC game, but is this not borderline must win for the Packers? You have to win this game. You're, you're at home. You're coming off of a game where you just got beat straight up by the Giants in London. The Vikings keep winning. Yeah. You're a, you're a touchdown favorite. Aaron Rodgers against Zach Wilson, you're supposed to win this game. Your defense is supposed to turn him over. You're supposed to win time of possession. Lambo is supposed to fluster them. Like this is a, and the Packers just translate nationally. If you're talking about it as a television thing, like other than the Cowboys, they're arguably the most desirable team. Yeah. But the other games, Brady against the AFC equivalent of the Packers. And it got benched. Dude, but but don't I don't know. There's something that's just not as compelling to me about like I I I am more interested in watching this game than that game. Yeah. For for sure. Because and because the Packers seem vulnerable. And the like, Jets have won two in a row and looked great. Right. Last week. Like like this this could be a moment for Zach. Well, if Zach Wilson goes into Lambeau and beats Aaron Rodgers, yeah. We're talking about him as a franchise quarterback. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Daniel Jones beat Aaron Rodgers last week, and no one's saying that about him. It yeah, in year, in, year, in year four, yes. when we have a huge body of work. Yeah. If you if you do it early, if you have a signature win early, it's the type of thing that sticks with you. Yeah. If you do it when the world has decided that you're a failure and you don't put up big numbers, it's just like, a footnote and it's a thing that like hopefully he got a sick jersey exchange about it after the game and he can put it up in his man cave when he's working for cbs Sportsnet. look oh wow <laughs> not even the not even the tiffany network he's working no for the no 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 he's working uh, look, for guy adam shine uh i feel like to your what you said about green base must win i think to get the number one seed they can't lose this game i think if they're going to continue to try to get the home field throughout no more They've used up their breakfast balls, but I think they could, I honestly think they could lose this game and still win the division. Even though they put themselves at a massive deficit, I don't trust the Vikings because the way they've done it. And I also wouldn't rule out Green Bay getting hot. And I also think that the Jets are going to get boat raced in this game. All three of their wins have come against backup quarterbacks. And I just think revenge game for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's ready to win this game by about 30 points. How do you feel about a Packers Eagles six point teaser? I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Right. I don't do teasers, but I like it a lot. Doesn't that feel like that's going to be the most public teaser in the history of teasers? No, because I actually no, because I think the Jets and Cowboys are public underdogs, which doesn't happen a lot. Okay. I think both those teams are right now. Yeah. Well, I will be on a big Packers Cowboys teaser. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. Um it's funny what happens to these defensive coaches when they don't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Is Pittsburgh done with Mike Tomlin? Are they out on him? I think they should be. Well, like, what percentage is? I think at least 50%. That is unbelievable. Why? It's starting to feel like Mike McCarthy in Green Bay here. No, no listen. 
I want to I want to know why from you, the guy who watches every game every week. But what I'm saying is, like externally, I would imagine twenty something fan bases are hearing that and saying the guy's never had a losing record. He's yeah. got a ring on his finger and. 50% yeah. of a very intelligent, in-depth, huge fan base is out on him. Like that, that is a staggering number. Yeah. Why do you think it's correct? Well, they've won three playoff games in 11 years, and two of those were against Matt Moore and um, AJ McCarron, for one. Uh, they're not going to win a playoff game this year, so that's going to stretch that out to 12. I don't care if they, the non losing streak thing or the non losing season thing will end. This year, I think, barring something insane. Uh, I think he underachieved for a big chunk of the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger era, where they had the three supreme talents at the key positions on offense with a great offensive line, by the way. Um, And they never made it past an AFC championship game. Um, And if you look at a lot of the things smart people value, the analytics part of the when to go for it in-game decision-making, he's one of the worst. I mean, he went from being one of the coolest, most cutting-edge coaches where when they had great offensive players, they'd score the first touchdown of the game and go for a two-point conversion to set the tone to, like, now give up punts and field goals when you're down. He he attempted – I'm so happy Boswell missed it. He tried a field goal down three touchdowns to cut the game to 18 in Buffalo. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's horrifying. And well, he's a defensive coach that lost one player. He's a great one. But they lost one guy, and they've become one of the worst defenses in the league. With one of, like, the best defensive coaching staffs on paper based on, like, name recognition. Right. Yeah. No, it it, it defies logic. What do you, do you think they get boat raced? No, I think they're competitive. So after all after all of that, they're still competitive. Well, I don't think they win. I think the Buccaneers let teams hang around. Look at what they did with the Falcons. They got up 21 to nothing, and they needed yeah. to piss blood to win the game and get a bullshit call. Well, that's the thing. Tampa does not feel scary in any way. Yep. Like, like we thought, okay, Brady's maybe getting old. Their offensive line is injured. Evans is suspended. Maybe the offense is just like a little disjointed to start the year and they'll figure it out. And maybe that'll still be true, but their defense was supposed to be top five in the NFL. And at times it's looked like it, but Atlanta didn't overwhelmingly struggle. Obviously the chiefs are incredible and the Steelers are a far cry from that. But I, I think that the Steelers plus eight is live. Not because I have a huge belief in their offense, but I don't think they're getting shut out in the in this game. And if weird things happen with the Bucks offense, man, plus eight is a is a big number. So that's like that that's not one I'd put in the teaser, so to speak. And I'm rooting for the Steelers hard for uh, survivor pools because I think yeah. Tampa is going to be a pretty popular team.